Um, I went to a comedy show on Friday and it's like anytime I go to a show with audience interaction, I tell myself, Ethan, you're not going to do anything this time. You know, you're a comedian and you're going to try to do like a big joke. Yeah. Just don't say anything. I open my big fat fucking mouth and I embarrass myself in front of real comedians yet again. <laughs> And these are like these are like younger comedians whose podcasts I listen to that I look up to. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck me. <laughs> hey, it can't be as bad as the time I went to understudies my freshman year and there was literally no one giving suggestions and I said instead of saying teacher's assistant, like TA, I mm-hmm. said TA's assistant. and then harry was on the floor and she just said what (laughs) yep getting a what is the worst thing that can happen to you as an audience member and that did happen to me on friday (laughs) what'd you say so they were looking for halloween costume suggestions Mm -hmm. like what's a what's a funny concept for halloween costume I follow them on Twitter so I know what type of jokes they're looking for. And I'm like, oh, so I just have to take, like, uh, a movie character or an actor and then just, like, turn it into a name. And so I go, oh, I'm going to do a riff on Jeff Goldblum. So I fully concept the costume and I'm ready to say it. I raise my hand. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I am uh, having a big robot suck my dick (laughs) in the middle of the audience. The only person seated in a row by (laughs) themselves. And I, they're like, uh, you, uh, what's what's your costume idea? And I go, Jeffrey Goldtomb. To which I get, what is that even uh, <laughs> a, a play on words on? <laughs> to which I can only go- respond, uh, Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> and they were like, why'd you call him Jeffrey? <laughs> <laughs> My only defense was, I don't know him. <laughs> Which I think uh, they liked. It's even worse. I always feel worse when there's like a back and forth. No one was laughing at me. No one. Would, it was a silent audience, dude. It always is. Whenever there's a back and forth, people are and just that, like, get, get over with the rest of the audience just wants you to shut the fuck up. And here's the thing. Not only did I embarrass myself to the performers on stage. As I was leaving the theater, another comedian that I really like was outside watching the fucking show. (laughs) And I said hello and ran away. I Okay, so here's what happened. I went, oh, hey, I'm a huge fan. Uh, It's good to see you. And then I just kept fucking booking it to my car. Because I don't know how to interact with uh, anyone of notoriety. Welcome to a new edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. Uh, this is one of, but the this is the first podcast uh, where we quiz each other on movies that we haven't seen. 
I'm your very socially awkward co-host, Ethan, and this is your other not-shy, super-confident, always-out-there co-host. I would say fairly depressed as of late. (laughs) (laughs) Questioning whether what he's going into professionally is worth it at the cost of his mental health. Look, dude, I just found out that I... (laughs) have to believe that. (laughs) I I straight up am. Uh, I just found out that uh, I'm doing really well at my job in HR, and I don't know how I feel about that. I would say feel good about that. HR jobs are like the cockroaches of jobs. If everything goes to hell, there will always be HR. (laughs) That's true. And the thing about HR is it never has to be good to need to exist. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But hey, I think what you're doing is much more noble than what I'm doing. Uh, But at the same time, because you're working with children, going to be the craziest fucking thing you ever do for the rest of your life may influence your decision to have kids of your own. (laughs) Which we should really get into in this episode. (laughs) Which we will cover with the first couple questions of Beetlejuice, I believe. It's true. It's true. Um, the current point totals are me ten and a half, Wes zero. He'll get some points at the end of this quiz. So let's go some. ahead. Some. So let's go ahead and go over Beetlejuice. Uh, I asked Wes, uh, "Why hadn't you seen it, and what do you know about this movie?" You said you're pretty sure that Beetlejuice is like a ghost phantom zombie. Uh, that's pretty true. <laughs> it's never clearly described what he is. Just it's dead. not really <laughs> the 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 nature of the afterlife is never really described in as much detail as I would like. Okay, I'm just gonna go into this first thing that I want to point out that upsets me about Beetlejuice <laughs> is that everyone's death is dis- like understandable based on how they look. There's the guy with the shrunken head. There's the guy who is flattened like a pancake by a car. We'll get into these. How did Beetlejuice die? Moss? (laughs) (laughs) He fell down in the woods. Natural (laughs) decay? What happened? (laughs) Um, he... Oh, fuck. I can't make any references that you would understand. Why is his hair green? (laughs) (laughs) He's stinky. Maybe he got too stinky and died. The other thing about Beetlejuice is I don't think he's a guy. I'm pretty sure he's like a death god, like Betelgeist is. Maybe. I do not know. <laughs> um, But anyway, you said he appears by saying his name. Michael Keaton would not reprise this role if offered. <laughs> uh, Tim Burton directed it. Uh, that two people, a man and a woman, are terrorized by Beetlejuice. And that someone's crotch is diddled. Uh, I would say I guess that's the only all thing... correct. <laughs> it's mostly correct. The only thing I'd say you didn't get correct is that just two people are tortured. Uh, I would say that a couple more than two are tortured. Um, but yeah, I still gave you one and a half points for the first question. All right. Yeah, I'll take it. You're going to. I'm not offering you anything else. Yeah, you're going to give it to me. <laughs> I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll give it to you with moderate frequency with low intensity. Let's do a quick Just make sink. sure you touch my nipples. <laughs> Three, <laughs> two, one. 
All right. Uh, next question. How does one summon Beetlejuice? Like yanking teeth out of you. <laughs> I asked you to be specific. <laughs> uh, Wes, how do you summon Beetlejuice? You say his name three times. That's correct. And it was real hard for me to get you to say that number, but you did get it correct. I will just say he's called Beetlegeist for the first half of the movie. Second half of the movie, he's Beetlejuice. It's like it's like how I respond to my last name if called. <laughs> it's not my name, but you know, I'll respond. You will respond if that one guy who left improv calls you Ethan Jess. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he did call me that. Uh I I asked you to describe the sandworm and its dimension. I was pretty pissed off the whole time you were talking because you were dead on the money. <laughs> yeah, it. you said that Tim Burton couldn't help himself, that uh, it's going to be stop motion animation, and that's correct. I would say the sandworm almost has absolutely no place in this movie. It shows up once mm-hmm. for a split second. It comes back. It is the deus ex machina of the movie. Oh, I don't remember that. I think I was probably checking out. <laughs> this movie has highlights. <laughs> Those are mostly at the start. Um, Let's see. And then the final question. What are some ways that Adam and Barbara try to haunt their own home? I I can't give you any points. You said it was going to be like Home Alone. It's it really couldn't be anything <laughs> further from that. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Wes, what are some ways that you remember that you might have liked, or maybe tickled you slightly? As I don't assume the rest of the movie did. Um. Well, uh, hold on. The mother from Home Alone is in this movie. So yeah, Catherine O'Hara. She's not Adam or Barbara. Yeah, but maybe I can get some points for making a connection no you get nothing because you say the mom from home alone is in here and they pull home alone type shenanigans you're aware that the mom in home alone doesn't do any gags right have we seen the same movie (laughs) (laughs) i think i might have seen house of louse Oh, no, I saw the porn version, House Alone (laughs) Sex. (laughs) It's not even a pun. (laughs) House Alone Sex, not the masturbation, though. Show me the porn version of Monster House. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. You watched that recently? No, but I saw something about it recently. Maybe it was a tweet. It's probably me. Yeah. I th- it's okay. Was. It's all right. Third act's good. Rest of it's kind of boring, and it's very ugly to look at. I remember just it took so long for them to get into the monster house. It, an ungodly amount of time. Um, uh, Halloween's over. Monster house is not a recommendation. <laughs> So, what are some ways the couple terrorizes, tries to terrorize the family? Right. Um, they put on sheets and they try and do the 
the ghost thing. Um, running out of ideas, so but He's somehow so excited, loves it. <laughs> it was just so boring. So much of this movie was just boring. I didn't give a shit about anything or anyone. Um, they they're like, well, we don't have any ideas, and then they pull crazy shit out like the screenshot where they make themselves into uh realistic cgi bones <laughs> uh yeah they they try uh they also try and do uh dance to i forget what the song is but tim burton Day. yeah what's the song deo yeah deo Misete, misete, misete. The song that Tim Burton built a film around. <laughs> it really is. You called this a vehicle for that yeah. artist whose name I can't remember. Uh, Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie should have been called Belafonte. Uh, the f- so, moving out of the open-ended section, you have three and a half points. All right. So, no complaints. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, moving on to multiple choice, the first question, why does Jane keep visiting Adam and Barbara's house? Uh, you did get this answer correct. You said it would be a very dumb reason, the dumbest of the bunch. Why does Beetlejuice keep visiting? No, uh, the... Jane, the realtor. Oh, yeah. Her uh, reason is she wants to sell the house to a family <laughs> that deserves it. Now, you you didn't know you didn't notice this. Uh, it, this movie on rewatch does have a little bit more going on. Um, there is like a knowing glance at the beginning of the movie that Adam and Barbara have been trying to have a child, but they can't. So something about the realtor saying there need to be so many kids in this house. Just comes up as so cold and shitty. Yeah, truly disgusting. <laughs> and, like, borderline psychotic. But <laughs> I would also say, uh, we were talking about this solely because I said, you know, this mo- I would care about these main characters more if there was a little more something tragic about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tim Burton should have leaned a little bit more into... The whole fact that they wanted to have a family, but they never were able to or mm-hmm. had the chance to. So. Because that's a very important part of this script, I think, which is just breezed by unless you're like really looking for it. Yeah, I mean, imagine the depth that could have been played into with the goth child and the new family that mm-hmm. moves in. That they could have been yep. more of a surrogate daughter, but that's kind of also just in the details like <laughs> it's not really the focus <laughs> it's in this it's fully in the script the director chose not to focus <laughs> in on that so you got that point the next question how does otho mark the way that he wants to paint rooms uh you picked the option that i really wished happened which is he would whisper the color to the wall <laughs> But it is spray painting the <laughs> the word of the paint, right? Yes. That was the hardest part to describe without speaking too much. Because 
He spray paints the word of the paint. He does not use the color yeah. of the paint on the wall. Which is really just more work because he was using red. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now you're going to have to paint over. You're going to have to do white. a couple coats over that first. At least use white spray paint. Most of the walls in the house were not already white. Yeah. But I guess there was a lot of wallpapers, so they just probably took it off. And Otho is a man of mystery. Yeah. Who knew? Like, I still don't know what the fuck he was doing <laughs> there. Why he entered through a fucking window. I, I was I asked Kira, Kira, how do you describe Otho? And she was like, I mean, he's pretty much just Catherine O'Hara's gay best friend, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Which is... Yeah. Evil gay best friend. <laughs> well, let's not ask the new Garfield that question. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's mad. <laughs> we're not we're not gonna talk about him. I honestly couldn't give less of a fuck. I care more about neither, Mario than <laughs> Neither of us were gonna watch the new Garfield movie anyway. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but yeah, we're pissed about Mario. We're fucking livid Illumination Studios. <laughs> Come on the pod. <laughs> and we'll do Minions. <laughs> we'll quiz you on Minions. See how much you fucking remember. Since Beedle, you give no shit. <laughs> <laughs> True or false? Uh, Bido, Bido, <laughs> papaya, banana. True? Mm-mm. Sorry, trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it was Beedo, Beedo, Beedo. <laughs> Bye, die, Beedo. Uh, next question. What death type is not present at the bureaucratic office? You said shark attack. That's very much there. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also shrunken head and the one you hated... Choking on a chicken bone. That was that guy who was very red in the face and fat and had, like, stuff coming out of his neck. Oh, I don't remember that at all. I really pretty much only remember the lady who was cut in half and uh, shrunken head guy because that seemed questionable at the end. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not okay. <laughs> Um, I liked the guy squished by car and how he was the only one who could do paperwork sliding through the walls. Yeah, just cackling as he flies. <laughs> I can't walk, but I can be brought around like laundry. Literally, the only man who can do that job. <laughs> Something about the football team was very tragic to me and made me sad. Forever looking for their coach. <laughs> They'll never find him, which is fucked up that the coach survived and all of his players died. All of his minors died. <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of survivor's guilt do you think the coach is living with? I'm guessing none. I hope that was what was explored in the sequel that was shot down. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Keaton was like, whoa, whoa, no thank you. <laughs> He's doing a Beetlejuice impression while shooting he can't, it down. How do you do a Beetlejuice impression if you play <laughs> Beetlejuice? Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I defined the role, but I only <laughs> call it an impression. Okay, so the guy who tried to make the second Beetlejuice movie's name is Seth Graham Smith. He's the one who wrote Vampire Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Dark Shadows starring Johnny Depp. That okay, so I have all growing up I thought that Dark Shadows and What We Do in the Shadows were the same movie. So I never wanted to watch What We Do in the Shadows. Fuck you, Tim Burton, for <laughs> making me miss out on one of my favorite movies of all time. He co screen wrote the Lego Batman movie. What? He's like a script doctor in Hollywood. So he has kind of his hands in everything. Um, and he's uh, he helped produce It, the Lego Ninjago movie, Child's Play, <laughs> It Chapter 2, Kung Fury 2, and he is currently associated with an untitled Gremlins film. Oh, and he is the showrunner for the HBO Max Green Lantern series that's coming here it co- I'm so excited. Did they say which Green Lantern it is? I forgot. It's, I believe, the Green Lantern core. Fuck so off! Them, so it's all... Give them. us Jon Stewart! <laughs> what the hell? It's probably going to be all of them but him. <laughs> they bring back Hal Jordan. <laughs> He's teased at the season and series finale. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, don't worry, Hal's coming. We know you love him. Uh, anyway, back to Beetlejuice. Yeah. Beetlegeist. Bethelgeist. That was almost one of my true or false questions. Is it actually pronounced Beetlejuice? And the answer would have been, I don't know. <laughs> Soft and white. I only watched that movie last year. Um... How is Beetlejuice defeated? You said uh, by saying his name three times. That's not how he's like defeated, but it's it's a technique used against him, I suppose. Uh, the correct answer: he's just uh, eaten by a sandworm. Yep. I I was also proud of my answer that you wished would be a correct answer, which is that he's tricked into eating a bomb. <laughs> I was hoping it was some dumb shit like that. <laughs> But no, that was fully off, uh, fully out of me. Should have let me write Beetlejuice. Yeah. Well, hey, you can take a crack at the sequel. <laughs> Maybe Michael Keaton will say yes if I do it. Hell, I know Seth Graham Smith will be willing to work with <laughs> <laughs> He'll work with anybody. Seth Graham Smith, hop on the pod. We'll talk about Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. <laughs> I read the book. Ethan's seen the movie. <laughs> you read the book? I've heard the book is better. It's... A, it's pulpier, I assume. It is, and at times it's actually a fairly fine Abraham Lincoln biography. <laughs> and I tell you what, movie ain't that. <laughs> Does have one of the greatest fight sequences of all time. So if anyone, don't watch the movie, go watch the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter horse fight sequence. <laughs> it's one of the most batshit insane fights I've ever seen in my life. It's 10 million CGI horses. <laughs> the vampire and Abe are jumping on horsebacks. 
It's awesome. I feel like it's something that would have happened if George Lucas made the Star Wars sequels. <laughs> More horses <laughs> in cinema. <laughs> More CGI horses. Oh, yeah. Clutter That's that. what I watch anime for. <laughs> Clutter that frame. Uh, last multiple choice question. What item is used to summon Adam and Barbara? You were correct uh, that it would be their wedding clothes. You also mentioned this is the scene that you remember from the groping. You kept talking about the groping. <laughs> There's not like a single instance I could pinpoint. Okay. But so... there, it is a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So there's... I thought they died with their wedding clothes on. I thought I remembered the um, promo with them going to the graveyard where Beetlejuice is in their wedding clothes. That's not the case. The groping okay. does happen in the graveyard when uh, mm. Alec Baldwin and What's-Her-Name are walking. Gina Davis, how dare <laughs> you? Gina Davis are walking away from Beetlejuice and he keeps making passes at gina davis and he's finally like fine fine i will i'll i'll stop it i'll stop it and he's like talking to alec baldwin and then he reaches for her crotch but it's more okay. she, he gets her tummy more but it was there it was were, a clear implication of what he was aiming for the actors had boundaries established yes. as they should michael keaton was unhinged during this movie <laughs> will feed into my review this uh, led so into out. him being bruce wayne right <laughs> oh yeah directly this came right before it wild um so this uh da, da, da. coming out of multiple choice you have five and a half points so you gained two okay um and then moving on to true or false number one the handbook for the recently deceased was published by Random House. This is a small detail. I'm, I don't think you even caught it. I'll let you mm, get a shot here. I think it's true. Um, it is false. Oh. Uh, you said that it would be because Random House is a good publisher. <laughs> um, the correct answer is that it is published by uh, the Handbook for the Recently Deceased Publishing Company. Well, I sure up egg on my face. Yeah, how dare you miss a detail that only I think is funny that is not said in the script. It's just in the book. Oh, for a second, I uh, thought you meant the novelization. <laughs> that said, uh, the audience knows me. If anyone has a copy of the handbook for the recently deceased, I would read it. I need to know the rules. looking up to see if there's a Beetlejuice novel. Yeah, there is a Beetlejuice novelization. Dude, it was the 80s. You could get a novelization of anything. Uh, true or false number two, Adam and Barbara hate hey, there, the house's new... There is a handbook for the recently deceased. Oh, cool. I wonder what's in it. Oh, it's just a, it's a blank journal. Ah, it's always one of those. It's like how you can buy a Death Note from Death Note, but it's just a journal, and it doesn't fucking work. Okay, look at this frequently bought together, though. It's Beetlejuice Handbook for the Recently Deceased Hardcover Ruled Journal. Wrangler Authentics Men's Long Sleeve <laughs> <laughs> Shirt. And 
Alamans and gentlemen's button-down regular fit long sleeve plaid <laughs> casual shirt. That's so someone can... <laughs> people are buying this book specifically so they can dress as Alec Baldwin in this movie. But why are they getting both shirts? They're not sure how they're going to feel that day. How frequently are those things purchased together? I'm very curious Enough now. Enough for to make it on this Amazon page. What is the what are the qualifications for an Amazon bundle? Uh all right. Next question. Adam and Barbara hate that the house's new owners made it look boring and normal. Uh I would Wes, I would say what, false. It it becomes pretty cray cray. You get those beautiful uh sculptures. You get the uh, they build a, a a deck with a house frame on it. And it almost feels like they they covered the walls with like concrete. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like gray. Anything you can do. It's gray, but it doesn't look like it's the same material they took the wallpaper off of. You want to make a you want to make a a very unwelcoming unwel- interior. You don't want to go to your own home. Yeah. It's Tim Burton's fucking house. Right. Even he doesn't want to live with him. It's Papa John's fucking house. <laughs> Shooting lions in there. Oh, wait, no, that's Jimmy John. Maybe it's both. Maybe the Johns go together. I'm sure Papa John's shot at least one lion. Speaking of shooting lions, uh, famed crooner Robert Goulet has a somewhat prominent role in this movie. I don't remember Robert Goulet being in this movie. He is absolutely in this movie. He is um, the pedophile's boss. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess I just didn't know what Robert Goulet looked like. I don't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) We all know what Will Ferrell dressed as Robert Goulet looks like. And honestly, was pretty sure it was a fictional character, so... (laughs) He kind of just looks like a guy with a mustache. Yep. <laughs> Tanner and smoother Tom Selleck. With less hair. Um, True or false, Beetlejuice orchestrates the Deo dance haunting. Oh, I made a mistake. Uh, you said false that there would be no dance haunting. Uh, it is false, but not for that reason. Wes, I don't think you want to talk about the dance haunting, so I'm just going to <laughs> say that uh, it's Adam and Barbara that orchestrate the dance haunting, and they're psyched about it. Yeah, they think it's really going to work. When we all know it wasn't going to work. Everyone loves Harry Belafonte, you know. Would you have eaten the shrimp fingers? No. Me neither. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Shit. Um, the next question. Someone says the whorehouse was my idea. You said that was true. It is true. Uh, do you remember who says it though? It wasn't the line the whorehouse wasn't my idea? Is that it? Was the, it? the line is the whorehouse was my idea. Oh. That is delivered by Alec- the woman who works oh. at the bureau. Oh. Okay. I thought it was Alec. Uh, 
I think he would say that in the modern day, but I don't think he said it in this movie. So you got it correct, but you got the person wrong, so you just got a point. Fine. And then the final uh, question, Beetlejuice kicks down a tree and screams, nice fucking model. Uh, He delivers it as such. Nice fucking model. Uh, So it is correct. You said he would do it in a Deadpool, third-person kind of way. I don't think he ever breaks the fourth wall in this no, movie. He doesn't. Honestly, the movie would have been stronger if he had. Mm. I might have enjoyed Beetlejuice, the character, more <laughs> if there were less rules around him. Let him do what he wants. Let him marry the, the kid. <laughs> It's also weird to me that this movie is called Beetlejuice. I feel like he is the smallest part of the movie. <laughs> He's barely in this movie. They spend more time talking about him than him actually being on the screen. Yeah. Uh, so then coming to the screenshot, Wes, you kind of already went over what was in it, so I'll just tell you what points you got yeah. if that's yeah. good. Um. So you said it was a CGI rendition of the character Bone. I think that Alec Baldwin looks more like Spy versus Spy, personally. Okay. I thought you were going to say a Plague Doctor, but... No. <laughs> Absolutely uh, <you> said... not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I go for accurate Plague Doctors. I'm not giving you any half points on a Plague Mask. Um... You said that one lady has eyes in her mouth, so I gave you a point. Uh, you said it was the couple trying to haunt their home, uh, and that this was a temporary ability that they have. That's a point. You said this was the middle of the movie, where they kind of understand their powers better. I still gave you the point. I don't think they understand their powers, because I don't think we ever understand no, their powers. Not. All we ever get is characters saying, like, you haven't read the handbook. And then I guess they do because they start demonstrating a lot of powers, but we never we never see that. <laughs> Which I would argue would be fun. I mean, it, that was the most memorable scene of Ghost, I would say. Oh, flicking the, flicking the bottle cap. Yeah. You push it with your feelings. You get all your hate on <laughs> I fucking love Ghost. <laughs> you just love Train Ghost. Uh, first of all, his name is Man Ghost. <laughs> He's the only ghost in the movie that is a man. Um, Yeah, so I gave you the full four points for the screenshot. All right. I think that's one of the... I think that's the second time, I want to say. I recall one time you got four points. Uh, so, coming out of the Beetlejuice quiz, you have 12 and a half points. Nice. Doing well. You're on track. Yeah, so let's talk uh, Beetlejuice, huh? Beetlegeist. Let's juice these geises. And then I am so stoked to talk about Nanny McPhee. <laughs> Well, you still you're stuck, buddy. You still have to talk about Beetlejuice until Kira gets her answers in. But she did give me her answers. She did. Okay, awesome. I was trying to stall. You never told me, so <laughs> I was belaboring this quiz a little bit. 
Um, would you yeah. watch this movie again? No. Okay. <laughs> Care to elaborate? It's just... For... <sighs> People just have made me think that this movie was just like laugh out loud funny. And it's just... Maybe if you're a kid it is, but it's... Or like even adolescent. Like, I would say this is a funny movie if you're like 10 or 11 years old. But Wes, if uh, if you're an audience member and Wes is offending you because you personally like this movie, <laughs> that's his intention. Well, I what I'm saying is you probably liked it as a ten or eleven year old. Mm. Um, but it's it's just I don't know it. It wasn't enough from mm. Beetlejuice, and. I didn't care enough about any of the human characters to mm-hmm. to really feel anything at all about what they were going through. Hmm. I get you. Um, yeah, I'll just transition into mine. I I'll still probably watch this movie again. I I think it's fine. It's not my favorite movie ever. There's still some. I still think that Michael Keaton's performance is entertaining. Um, just. Uh, the dream of being an actor and being able to do literally whatever the fuck you want <laughs> is amazing. And he really body. takes advantage of that. Yeah, with that dad body. <laughs> it's like, there. Beetlejuice doesn't have a voice. It's whatever Michael Keaton feels like doing with his throat at any given moment. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised he hasn't done more voice acting. Right? I feel like he'd be good at it. Um... But, yeah, I think this movie's fine. Really, the main detracting point from it is I have never really cared for the Tim Burton aesthetic. Uh, I don't like him as a director. Tim, if you want to come on the pod and talk to me, that'd still be cool. Uh, Tell me the method to your madness, man. (laughs) Come on the episode with Seth Graham Smith so we can really hash (laughs) this thing out. Um. But there are parts of this movie that I definitely like. I think that a rewatch does improve it because this movie has so many expectations built up behind it that it will fail to meet expectations on first watch. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, and I I think I think it doesn't set, it doesn't achieve all of the goals that it sets out to. But I think some of the stuff is fun. And I, I, st- I still kind of like it. It's not my favorite Halloween movie. What do you fucking want from me? <laughs> and with Get that, off my back. I would you. You have to ask me a separate yeah. question. We cannot talk about Nanny McPhee until we say, would you show this to a child you're babysitting? Uh, you know what? I would say maybe. It's a maybe. There's a <laughs> dozen other movies I'd probably show first. But if they want like a Halloween movie. There's only so many Halloween movies that I feel like A are for children and B I could watch with them and Beetlejuice mm-hmm. is probably one of them. Yeah, I'd throw this on before I watch Monster House again. Yeah. <laughs> uh all right, now we're done. You're free now. Well, I'll give this movie a fine. It was fine. Okay. 
I I think I think this is actually a defensive fine. I think Wes would actually say this movie is not good if he didn't know there were so many fans. <laughs> it's fine, borderline not good. <laughs> I well, I just want to be careful with what I say is not good and what's fine because I don't want this to be in the same category as Rise of Skywalker. There was a story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. Not good in its own right, is a title. (laughs) All right, so that is it for Beetlejuice. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, uh, Kira could not be on the podcast with us. She is busy. She's with us in a better place. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Hanging out with her friend (laughs) instead of us. Uh, and Or at work. I don't know where she is right now. The closet door is closed. Oh, Ethan, honey, she's cheating on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my life is ruined. We'll be right Packing back. My <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We didn't even take time to talk because I want to just talk about Nanny McBee. And we do have a bonus for the audience. Although Kira is not here, she has provided us with all of her answers to the quiz. It was in her last will and testament. <laughs> she was like, before I divorce Ethan <laughs> and die, I need you to know my answers to the Nanny McPhee quiz. Uh, and we've got them. All right. Let's savor this moment. It's the it's the last moment before I'm fully introduced to the realm of Nanny McPhee. It's the last moment before you lose your Nanny McPhee virginity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please be gentle, Nanny. <laughs> if there's one thing you should know about Nanny McPhee is that she's she's not too gentle. <laughs> All right. Open-ended questions. Why haven't you seen Nanny McPhee? And what do you know about Nanny McPhee? I haven't seen Nanny McPhee because I thought it was too similar to another movie that I had watched a bunch of times and sucked ass. It's a little unknown E.T. ripoff called Five Children and It, where where a bunch of British children on the seaside... (laughs) run into a weird little alien and have misadventures with it before it goes back to space. Five children and it? That's correct. I encourage you to look it up because it does kind of just look like Green Elf. (laughs) Okay, I'm definitely going to watch that movie. (laughs) Do you want to do it on the show? No, I don't want to watch this movie again. (laughs) Do you want to be quizzed on five children and it? Uh, audience, I'll run a poll if you want me to quiz Wes on Five Children and It, or if you want to let him do that by himself. Why didn't you pair this movie with Mac and me, dude? <laughs> I, I Honestly, I should have. Because uh, that was monster movies, and we were already stretching it for Mac and me. I should have done fucking Five Children and It instead of The Babadook. Would have fit the category more. The monster of capitalism. <laughs> Um, and what do you know about Nanny McPhee? Not much. Um, I know that it is kind of spiritually similar to Mary Poppins in that a nanny is brought to a house to teach some rowdy children how to behave. Is it? Oh, what is her name? 
Emma, Emma, not Roberts. That's very wrong. <laughs> um, Emma Watson. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone plays Nanny McPhee. All right, I'm writing it down. <laughs> I can't. I'll, I won't get her name. All right. Uh, is that it? She. I'm so Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson plays Nanny McPhee. <laughs> That's probably still fucking wrong. Is there anything else you want to say? Uh, yeah. There's a donkey that gets into the house and causes havoc. Nanny McPhee is secretly a beautiful lady. <laughs> and you see in her what you wish to perceive. Uh, it's this movie as much as teaching children to behave is about uh, seeking the beauty inside. It's like it's like shallow hell. Okay. Kira's answers. I'll just have to score these separately. Uh, Kira's answers to this quiz were. I haven't seen this movie because annoying kids at my school liked it. And also, I didn't own it, Kira. It was on ABC Family all the time. It really was. <laughs> and the rental store in my town closed. It's a good old Stoughton Rip movie gallery. <laughs> uh, she said the only things that she knows about uh, Nanny McPhee is what we all talked about during the Mary Poppins episode. She becomes beautiful through love or friendship or some shit. <laughs> She's played by Emma Thompson. Thomas yes, Brody Sangster is in it. Oh, yeah, he is. There are more than likely effects that didn't age well. It has a sequel. <laughs> All right. Wow, this really is like a Love Actually reunion <laughs> movie. Ethan, what are the five lessons Nanny McPhee intends to teach the kids? <laughs> You only get one guest per, per lesson. All right. Iron Sheik lesson number one. She'll make them humble. Humble. <laughs> Starve them. <laughs> make them experience poverty. <laughs> Mother Teresa. <laughs> need to know what it's like to live on the streets. Um, She's going to teach them to... Use their inside voices. She will teach them to... Well, this is much easier to write, I imagine. Kira. (laughs) (laughs) Not on the spot. Um, She's going to teach them how to play marbles, baby. (laughs) Marble lessons. Uh, she's going to teach them that you can still speak up to injustice. How many is that? Is that four? Uh, and she's going to teach them, you know, at the end of the day, you can always rely on your family. That's a wide net. That's what you call casting a wide net. Yeah, and you'll find that Kira, despite having ample time to respond Seemingly threw this question away. Her, she, she was in a meeting at the time. <laughs> she said 
the five lessons Nanny McPhee intends to teach the kids are don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Beauty is within. Witches before bitches. Cleanliness <laughs> is close to godliness. And don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> I'm very excited to talk to Kira about the meaning of witches before <laughs> bitches. Befriend your magical <laughs> girlfriends before the ones who are just mean. Before the bloody muggles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What must Cedric the father do by the end of the month to keep his aunt-in-law's money flowing? <laughs> or he has to get married for sure. Okay, married. He's a deceased wife. Okay. There's all Hollywood stars wish to have one day. Helps with PR. That was a weird fucked up joke. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Kira's answer was sell the children. <laughs> I wonder, do you get more money selling them one by one or selling them in bulk? Bundle. <laughs> Buyers who often bought this bleach, bleach shirt. <laughs> Also by five children. the five children. <laughs> and the PSVR. <laughs> what are the several physical changes Nanny McPhee undergoes in this movie? Uh, she becomes unwarted. Okay. Her posture will improve. Like she doesn't need her cane to walk around anymore. Um, her hair color will change from brunette, the disgusting color, to blonde, the perfect color. <laughs> um, One more. she gets a little makeover. Makeover. <laughs> that one's not magical. <laughs> the kids give her a makeover. To the tune up. I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> sunshine. Whoa, whoa. Uh, Kira said something about love makes her beautiful, skinny, hair long, <laughs> knees weak. <laughs> if only she had one more. Kira tantalizing us with mom's spaghetti. And um, what is the one stipulation for Nanny McPhee's employment? Oh, man. I'm going to guess that the dad you can, never you can has to guesses. talk. I'm going to say one. The dad never has to talk to her. I'm going to say two. <laughs> um, That they don't pay her room and board. Uh, she has to pay her own room and board. <laughs> <laughs> I, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> That's some real late stage capitalism shit. <laughs> um, and then the third one. Don't be so fat. <laughs> okay. Clean yourself up. Clean yourself. I'm imagining this movie is very fat phobic. All right. 
what does the Browns children's nanny at the beginning of the movie claim they have done to her? The, what the children have done yes. to her? Is this open-ended or multiple choice? Uh, multiple choice. Okay. A, dumped boiling water on her head. Okay, I have a story about that. B, cooked and ate the baby. Okay. C, gave her a wedgie she can never unfeel. I, I do like that a lot. Or D, continually asked her if she was expecting when she wasn't. That would be so annoying, but I'm going to go with uh, Super Wedgie. Super Wedgie. All right, Kira also went with Wedgie. As someone plagued with them constantly, this is the worst of the lot, Kira said. <laughs> Thank you, Kira. <laughs> um, I have to delete this for legal purposes in case it ever catches up to me. That's the only reason I haven't been more fervently chasing fame. It's because I am convinced that I will be found <laughs> and go to jail for that. I'll keep that last part yeah, in. Speaking of jail, which is not a barnyard animal, aunt-in-law, Lady Stitch mistakes for a human? Excuse me, there's a lot to unpack in that question, and I don't think you're going to give me the time to do it. A... Pig, B, cow, C, donkey, or D, dog? D, dog. That's hardly a barnyard animal. All right. And the bonus question, which does Nanny McPhee make into the most unsettling character? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. It was pig, donkey, dog, and cow. cow. Cow's gonna be fucked up. It's gonna look just like cow from cow and chicken. Oh. <laughs> gonna drink that udder. Uh yeah. What did Kira, Kira say? said pig? And uh she said that also Nanny McFew would make a cow into an unsettling character. She selected cow mm. because she grew up in a farm town. We already talked about Stoughton. Uh, and we will. You don't have to. If we say Stoughton, you already know it's a farm town. <laughs> what is the magical item that Nanny McPhee uses to cast her magic? Ooh. A, a crooked cane. Mm-hmm. B, a feathered hat. C, a pair of golden gloves. Or D, a shabby umbrella. Golden Gloves is so stupid, and I would be furious if that's the correct answer. Kira said she'd be furious if it was the umbrella. Really? I'm going for Kane. I'm going I'm going pure witch warlock shit <laughs> for Nanny Rupee. All right, Kira also went with Kane. If she had If she had a cauldron, she would stir it with that. But I don't I don't think we're gonna we're gonna get on that. All right, which is a recurring joke in this movie? Nanny McPhee, A, Nanny McPhee abruptly en- appears in rooms and claims that she knocked. <laughs> B, Nanny McPhee reminds the children she could always decide to eat them. 
C. Nanny McPhee could easily seduce the children's father if she wanted to. <laughs> or D. Nanny McPhee is fat. Uh, I'm going full witch. She threatens to eat those kids. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kira said the knocking, uh, appearing in a room and claiming she knocked, mm-hmm. but she deeply wishes it was the seducing daddy because who doesn't love that trope? As do I. Because the thing, the way I'm imagining it is still ugly Nanny McPhee pointing at the children and going, Listen here, I could fuck your dad <laughs> if I wanted to. If I really put my mind to it, your dad would be fucked, literally. In front of you. And I'll make all of you watch. <laughs> How does the movie end? A, Nanny McPhee walks away in a green screen winter scene. <laughs> Please. B, the Brown family all noticed Nanny McPhee has disappeared and looked to the sky. That's poppin'. C, Nanny McPhee becomes ugly again and floats away. Hmm. Or D, a flash forward scene where Nanny McPhee visits the youngest child on their deathbed. Please, please, hope alone. I'm cashing it all in here. Double or nothing. Take away a point if I am incorrect about this. She's going to that deathbed. Uh, Kira also chose deathbed. The bed that eats? (laughs) I didn't read all of Kira's answers, so it's entertaining to read them as we go. True or false? There is no incest in this movie. (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. Well, like, why would you include this question? If it's not at least hinted at. (laughs) Oh, false. It's here. It's here and it's not good. (laughs) Kira also said false because she thinks there's definitely some cousin Marion in this movie. Look, the reason this movie didn't take off is because it's a little fucked up. True or false, Nanny McPhee gives the children smallpox to teach them a lesson. (laughs) I want her to have given them something worse, so I'll say false. Uh, Kira, I gave you children malaria. (laughs) I gave you children sickle cell anemia. Zika. (laughs) (laughs) You children now have leprosy. Jordan's arm isn't coming back until he finishes his chicken noodle soup. Kira said false, but she went the opposite direction. She thinks it's just chicken pox. Okay. True or false, Nanny McPhee's creed is, When you need me, but do not want me, I must stay. 
when you want me but do not meet need me, I must go. <laughs> True. I feel it in my bones. That's that's what all these magic nanny movies are. So it's got to it got to be. Kira said, it's also my mantra. <laughs> You must have a lot of strained relationships. I don't have a single relationship that's pleasant. So you're saying that Kira needs you but does not want you? No, absolutely does not want me here. Do you know how many nights I get kicked out of bed? But Ethan, how do you explain our podcast relationship? I want you, but I do not need you. (laughs) You could very easily do this by yourself. Uh, Kira said, wait, no, false. This is from the Mary Poppins book, isn't it? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if you do either. (laughs) I know you didn't read that fucking book. True or false, Nanny McPhee sleeps in a completely unfurnished attic. False. She's got like a cot. There's got to be something. She can't be on the floor. Kira said true because she is ugly. (laughs) It really sucks that ugly people for the years that I was in middle school and when I was ugly, my parents took all my furniture away. They ripped out the carpet. I couldn't even have that. The doctor said that counts. You gotta take out the carpet or else it'll stay ugly. <laughs> it's for her own good. True or false, there are over ten dead bodies in this movie. <laughs> Putting on my, uh, my doing algebra face now. <laughs> the numbers are flying around me as I calculate how many people could die and I will see. False. I I don't think they'll go there. As much as I want them to, I don't think they will. All right. Kira said false. There are at least 12. (laughs) Didn't you say 10 or more? Yep. Kira have said true. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Uh oh. (laughs) Someone's going to yell at me tomorrow. (laughs) Someone is absolutely going to yell at you. This is this is your choice, Wes. You can change her answer to true. Locked it in. But I know you won't. She's not listening to this episode either, so this is for the audience so that you can see what's going to happen yeah, next episode. Trigger warning. The episode's not even this going up. Trigger warning. Yeah, trigger warning for next episode. If you don't want to be yelled at for Wes honestly being wrong. True or false, the children stop their dad's wedding by pretending there are bees. I thought you were going somewhere else. True. (laughs) Dad, daddy, bees. I'm excited for you to watch the next season of Doom Patrol so that you can see Rita join up with an old-timey improv group. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's cringe in a good way. <laughs> um, Kira also said true. All right. 
time for the screen grab. Damn it. You told us Colin Farrell was in this movie. It really is a Love Actually reunion. I thought you would laugh when I sent this picture to you. Oh, I'm not saying I don't like You're it. You're not laughing. Um, I laugh like a like a like a piggy with emphysema, <laughs> which also um, happens in Nanny McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. Um, this is Colin Farrell pressing a Victorian woman <laughs> up against the wall. She's staring down at him and her ample bosom in fear. <laughs> Um, hey, if you were still listening to this show and you liked me before, it's about time I said the phrase ample bosom and kicked out any and all people who might have been a, a fan, my fan. She's got blonde hair, thick eyebrows. I think she might be a human animal. Okay, describe what's going on in the scene. Why is this happening? Why? Uh, so what I think is going on here is Colin Farrell is obviously smelling this woman because she doesn't smell like a human being. Uh, and she, you know what? Here's here's what I'll say. This is a human woman, but he's just been talking to a bunch of other animal people. And he's like, you must be one of them, aren't you? <laughs> he's trying to sniff it out of her. And she does not like it. She's a She's a real suitor for him. He's being a creep. A creepazoid, even. Also, at the top left corner, uh, there's a JPEG that says Binge Society. (laughs) If you do it every episode for my TV. I was just waiting for it. I'm like, wow, he really is going to be the bigger man. He's going to take the high road. I will continue to take the low road even if he takes the high this is the double low road podcast. We're constantly swinging for each other's nuts. Without even thinking about it, I wrote she instead of he at one point, and then I crossed out the capital S and then triple underlined he as if I'm going to go <laughs> wow, through a, a real teacher. <laughs> Somebody's a real educator up in here. Thing is, I haven't done that at all, <laughs> so I don't know why I did it. I've done that maybe two or three times in my entire life. All right, well. All right, well. I don't have the script pulled up. I know it is my turn, so let me just do it anyway. Uh, We're winding down. It's getting sleepy. You're probably going off to bed. I hope you're listening to this in your car. Uh, <laughs> Hope you're listening to this in your tub as you drift to sleep and start drowning. Listen, it's na- it's nap time. Wherever you are, take a nap. Because <laughs> you've been listening to the newest edition of We Ain't Seen Nothing Yet. The current score is Ethan, 10.5. Wes, 12.5. The predicted scores are Ethan, what is it, 60? What did I say, 64? 64. Was your 72? 75. 75. Uh, Well on our way. 
uh, <laughs> you can come back next time and Twitter we're Twitter if we see it. <laughs> I was a, gonna I was gonna do that on uh, Letterbox. You can follow me at egeese on Twitter. You can follow me at powerful goose. You can follow Wes on either platform at baby Wes Sweet. And remember to look at your ample bosom. <laughs> I can't stop. If you're driving, <laughs> pay attention to your you ample. Need bosom. everyone to look down at their ample bosom. oh man because trust me everyone out there you've got one love it respect it you're perfect goodbye episode i lose my job over (laughs) same for everyone listening i uh accidentally hung up on wes instead of uh ending the recording so this is a i'm not feeling good (laughs) 